You're listening to Be Well With Be, where I aim to uplift you through encouragement, information, and the Word of God, while promoting wellness of the spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Brittany Neesmith, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we will be discussing the infinite possibilities you have with God. With that being said, let's get into it. I want you to take a moment, close your eyes, and imagine the night sky full of stars The moon is bright and beautiful, reflecting the sun's light. And then we know that by science, it says that past those stars that we can see, there are other planets in our solar system. There is a sun that gives warmth to all the different planets. And even past that, there are other solar systems and other galaxies that we're able to see through telescopes. And we are creations of the God who made all of those things. God created the heavens and the earth and everything within them. He created us, everything about the makeup of the human body, how complicated it is. Our brains are alone. People are still discovering what's going on with that. We are intricately, I said that word interesting, intricately made, okay? Every system has all these different functions your neurons, your cells, your, your your skeletal system, your muscle system, your different organ systems, the, your circulatory system, all of that. Plus all the things that we are able to create with our own hands. All of that came from God. Okay? Because he is the great creator and he can make anything. That all comes from God. We are made in his image. God is a God of infinite possibilities, meaning if you can think it, you can have it. And I'm not trying to pull no Tony Robbins on you. I'm being serious. (laughs) I'm being serious because God would never put something in your heart that he has already set up for you to achieve and to have. That's how God is. Now, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning, right? It was creation. God decided he was going to make the heavens and the earth, right? He made that. He walked through all the creation in the beginning of the Bible. He made all the, the land, the water. He separated it. He made the, the sun, the sky, the the moon and the stars. He separated light from dark. He went through and made all the things. He made animals from the water and the air that crawls, anything that eats grass, all, all different kinds of animals. Then he decided to pick us up and make us too under the dirt then he said oh we made this man well you know he should be by himself let's make something out of him Oop, let's make a woman okay now we get all those things in the earth we were the last things made women were at least we were the last born and all that was made in seven days seven days i'm sorry let's take it back all that was made in six days and got rested on the seventh day so if that God is someone you are following, right? This is the, you believe that is the most high God. He created everything, right? Light, dark, uh, angels, demons, all that comes from God. What you can see, what you can't see, all of that stuff. The air that you're continuously breathing, but you can't see with your physical eyes. Okay, the sound that you're listening through, whatever device you're listening through, you cannot see sound waves 
or radio waves, you know, those Bluetooth waves or whatever, the Wi-Fi that's all in the air that you can just connect to, all of that. That's God. Okay? That is God. The Bible says, for with God, nothing should be impossible. So, I'm going to talk about several different things here. Because God is multifaceted. Alright? I was going to start in Luke, but I feel like I should start in Revelation. I'm starting in Revelation because of what John sees. Right? We're talking about God of infinite possibilities. So we're talking about a God who, the guy who was dying on an island was called up into heaven and he had visions of what's going on in heaven. And the stuff he says he sees is amazing. The things that he's seen is seen like the, the angels, the elders, the opening of scrolls, the lamb, the things being poured out, all the different messengers or horsemen, all that stuff. That is the possibilities of like someone seeing that's wild. And then we can go back to someone like Isaiah. When King Uzziah died. I want to say, yeah, it was King Uzziah died. Then he was able to see God. Then there was a creature with all these different uh, characteristics who came and touched his mouth with a coal that he got out of the fire. He sees the throne room of God. Then you got Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I'm sorry, who's seen the similar creatures. Okay, then you have uh, a 16 year old. Am I, am I, is she 16? You have a young lady who gets pregnant without doing the things that we're physically supposed to do to get pregnant. You have really, really old people in Genesis father or parent the many generations that come after that you have a man who built a boat a a, a watercraft I would call it big enough to house every kind of creature on the earth that needs to live on the earth and his family and withstood a flood that took out the entire earth and all the people and everything in it. You have all kinds of stuff that goes on, right? The God you serve, who created all these things. Like, think about how big, how small those things are. How how vast they are. And what's even more amazing is that Jesus tells us that we have much more that comes from us even after he dies. Right? He said, greater works you shall do. Okay? So, Jesus himself turning water into wine, calling out all kinds of evil spirits out of these people, having people who've had issues of blood, stop, who were bent over, stand up straight, who were blind, can see, who were lame, can walk, who were dead, on multiple occasions, 
rise. And Jesus is the only one who's raising people, raising people from the dead in the Bible. That's being, they're being raised people from the dead. Okay. They've been doing it. Men, women, children, getting them up out of there. You ain't supposed to be dead right now. Come on up. Okay. The God of infinite possibilities, the same God, because all that going on, preparing for his son to come back, has all kinds of going on up there. That's the same God who sees you and fully knows who you are, has numbered the hairs on your head, who's super concerned about what's going on with you. Okay? Infinite possibilities. So, he wants you to just fulfill what he made you on earth to do. That's it. That's your only job. Your only job is to fulfill the call in your life. That being said, Whatever you woke up this morning having to deal with, if your car didn't start this morning, if you got a hangnail and it didn't go right, if you didn't, we went to the kitchen, try to make some cereal, and there was no milk. If your family member has cancer, if your family member is about to have a baby, you're about to have a baby. Okay, the rent is due and you still $1,300 short. You serve the God of infinite. All of those things, those things can be answered. Infinite possibilities. Every single thing can be answered. If you have a test you did not study for because of whatever reason. If you have a test you did study for, but it still might be hard. If you have a presentation that you have to give for the first time in your life in front of 20 people, 20,000 people, a million people. If you have to create dinner for a very important person, whatever it is that you have going on in your life, because there are things range from not uh, stressful or life-threatening to extremely stressful, extremely life-threatening, okay? And we're all in that range in there somewhere. Lucky for us, or those of us who believe, who are a part of the body of Christ, we serve a God of infinite possibilities. So now we're going to go back and talk about Elizabeth. Imagine being an older lady minding your business, right? And you're sitting there and your husband comes home from his priestly work, but he can't talk. He can't tell you what's going on. He can't talk. So he's writing stuff down to communicate with you. You spend time with your husband and you become pregnant. You're excited and overjoyed because, oh my goodness, in your old age, God has blessed you with a baby. So you take time and you kind of separate, separate yourself from everybody else. You're minding your business. Months are going along. Now all of a sudden, your little cousin shows up. But when your little cousin shows up, and she says, hey, how you doing? The baby in your belly jumps and gets excited and fills you up with the Holy Spirit. That means then by the spirit, you know that inside of your cousin, your young cousin is the son of God. Then it's time for your baby to come. She comes to spend time with you. and She stays with you. Now it's time for your baby to come. And your baby comes. He's healthy. 
boom, everybody's happy. Everyone's overjoicing. Your entire family is hyped up. And then they try to name your child Zacharias because that's his daddy name. You say, no, his name is going to be John. Because, again, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. You know that's the name of the baby. They, you know, whatever reason, like, what you mean his name going to be John? No, you don't even know nobody named John. You ain't got nobody in your family named John. We're not going to name him that. Zacharias, what do you want the baby to be named? They give your husband a piece of paper, and he writes on there, the baby's name is John. And then after he writes that, everybody reads it. They're like, oh, okay. Then he can talk again. Now, all of a sudden, now your husband, your husband hasn't spoke in months, 40 weeks. He ain't said nothing. Now he can speak again. Oh, we know something going on here. Okay. This is the work of the Lord. Your son comes. The one thing you know is that he's not going to drink. He's going to live in the wilderness. And he is there to prepare the way of the Lord, the way for the Lord. So imagine being Elizabeth. You don't know, you don't know what's going on with your husband when he come home. It's not like he went out and did something. He went, he's a priest and he went to do priest work and then he came back and he couldn't talk. Your husband couldn't say nothing. And you don't know why. That is stressful. Okay. You don't know why. All you can do is pray to God. This all works out, but you don't know that all of that is important because you are a part of one of the most important things that happens in the human existence. You, you didn't know that people are going to write about you in a book and then people everywhere are going to retell your story over and over and over again. Those people who there's going to be women after you. A woman, even during your time, who could not have children, who get inspired by your your story, and they pray to God, and God blesses them with a child. Now, imagine being Mary. Also minding your business. You already know that you're a young lady, and you're going to marry this man named Joseph. But then this angel appears and starts to talk to you and tell you that you are you are favored. And God has chosen you to bring the Savior in the world into the world. That you're going to have a baby. And you're going to name him Jesus. And you ask that angel how. When I'm supposed to get married, I've never been with a man. How am I supposed to have a baby? And they tell you, well, you know what? Don't worry. God's going to take care of it. He's going to do all of that. Nothing's going to be impossible. That nothing will be impossible. I know it sounds impossible because science says that you need these particular cells, an egg and a sperm to create and to actually meet up the right time, the right place. Okay. With all these millions of other possibilities that's supposed to be coming on in there, all of that is supposed to go on to create a baby. Then you got to have the, the all that stuff, those cells got to attach to the walls. They have to have the proper nutrients for it to grow properly. And all that stuff has to happen to do to boom, create an entire baby. You say you took that class on health. And that's not, you didn't have the part. They didn't tell you about the part where a baby just going to show up out of nowhere. You took that class. That wasn't part of the class. So imagine me and Mary, when the angel then tells you that your, your older cousin, she's pregnant right now too. 
See, I told you nothing's impossible with God. And you're like, really? Okay, let me go see about my cousin. And you go and you visit your cousin. And your cousin gets excited and she tells you what's going on with the baby inside of her jumping around. And just, just you know, because you agree and you say, whatever you say, let, let it be unto me as the Lord has said. And your cousin's like, you know what? And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told to her by the Lord. And we all know what happened after that. In fact, in a few months, we're going to be singing the songs about it. Okay? Then, you know, you got to go back and tell your, your soon-to-be husband, Hey, this is what's going on. I promise you, I didn't do nothing. So much so, Gabriel had to come talk to him. Gabriel was working, okay? Getting it in. He's like, I got too much to do. I'm getting it in. He was getting it in, getting stuff situated and prepared. I got to tell you all the stuff that y'all need to do. And Gabriel was doing his thing. All that's going on. You got shepherds coming from here. You got uh, the wise men coming from there. You got an evil king scared and plotting, trying to kill your child. So he kills all the other babies too. All this stuff is going on just because you were chosen to experience what infinite possibilities looks like. Now let's take a pause. Let's fast forward to 2023. Stuff is can be going on in your life right now. Did you feel like I don't understand how this goal or this dream or this situation is going to come to pass because I don't I don't understand how it's supposed to work out they didn't either that's why you had to imagine being them they didn't either imagine imagine being Zacharias who you was doing your work as a priest and this angel came and told you you're gonna have a baby and all you asked us about how because again I took the health class and I think it's like a certain age where they can't have babies no more. Are you sure? And then you, you, your mouth is closed because you're asking too many questions. I told y'all Gabriel was working. He didn't have time for Zechariah's questions. Okay? He didn't have time for them questions. I just need you to know this was going to happen with you. In fact, I'm going to close your mouth. I don't want you to mess up nothing for talking. Okay? I want you just just be quiet. And he had to be quiet for months. And then finally, when you get to talk, all you can do is praise God. Because you know what? You're right, God. I shouldn't ask no questions. <laughs> Don't get your mouth closed up on your own blessings. Okay? I wasn't expecting to say that. But don't don't get your mouth muzzled because you're speaking against and asking too many questions about what blessing God has for you. Okay? I'm saying all that to say this is very simple. Whatever is for you. It's going to come to pass because the God of infinite possibilities, the one who created all things, deemed it so. The only thing to stop your, you know, I can't even say that. I can't say you can't even stop. You are the one who's going to stop your own blessings. You can't even sometimes stop your own blessings. You can't even sometimes stop what God has set up for you. You can slow it down by being disobedient. You can delay it. It doesn't mean you can stop it. I don't like the little phrase. Delay doesn't mean deny. You delayed yourself. 
that's annoying i'm sorry i don't like the little meme delay can sometimes mean denied if you keep delaying 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 you're never gonna get it then you die so that's a denial is it not so what is your task what is your goal is just living your life and making it to your you know destination of where you're supposed to be is that the thing because you feel it's like is impossible is it finishing school that's impossible getting married having children is impossible do you feel like having money and not living in poverty is impossible do you feel like just being healthy like some people are born with some illnesses and stuff that they didn't have any control over it was just something that they came in here with do you feel like it's impossible to be healthy and happy do you feel like it's impossible to get your children where you want them to be do you feel like it's impossible for your family to be happy do you feel like happiness is something that's impossible i went through a point where i feel like happiness wasn't something i could have so i know how that feels I know I'm supposed to be frustrated, confused, don't know what's going on. Think you like I'm I'm very precise and like to plan things and then things don't go the way you plan. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Zacharias wasn't planning to get muzzled for months. I'm a hundred percent sure uh Mary had no plans on having a baby before she was married. Not a single plan. Not a single one. I am pretty sure there are a lot of people around you, especially successful people. Let's talk about them or our version of success who didn't necessarily plan some of the things that they actually have success in. We serve a God of infinite possibilities. So if there's people who are out here not serving that same God and they get to have things, why do you not think that your God can give you those things? You got people worshiping the sun and the moon. Worshiping the trees and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Worshiping mermaids and all that. You got folks doing all kinds of stuff. Making up their own stuff. And you think that you're a guy. They're, they're moving their lives along. Because they're convinced that they're, their deity or whatever is getting them what they're getting them. But your God created all things and you get time to ask like question if it's going to work out. Don't do that. Don't tell me you're doing that. Don't tell me you're doing that. Don't tell me you're questioning. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work out. I'm not going to make it. Well, I'm trying my best. Don't try your best. Do it. Be accurate. Be precise. Get it in. Don't try your best. That is such. I've realized that this the phrase "I'm trying my best" sucks. That I don't like that. The only person I don't say that uh, phrase to so rudely is my children. If they're telling me they're giving their best effort, is what I tell them to do. Like all I want you to do is give your best effort. That's what I mean for a child. My children are also under twelve years old. But for a grown person to tell me I'm trying my best. I'm doing everything I can. Are you though? And I'm not saying what you're working on, what you're putting your hands to, 
what that you've you've you went and worked what like 50 60 hours this week and you feel like you it's because you're trying to do everything in your own power so this is why i feel like tell me you're trying your best is a cop out don't try your best do what you can and let god do the rest you gotta let god do his part we, we, as humans, especially those who are really trying to get somewhere, sometimes we get so cut up in trying to get there that we're trying to do it all in our own power. Like we're trying to pick up, we're trying to build, we're trying to make the plans, make the schematics, uh, build it. You're trying to lay the cement by yourself. You're trying to put the electrical by yourself. You're trying to paint the walls by yourself. You're trying to make sure the central area and all that's by yourself. You're trying to make sure that you put the flooring in by yourself and you've never even used a hammer before. How you going to do all that? You never even, you, never, you don't know what a Phillips screwdriver and a flathead screwdriver look like. But you're trying to build. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. If something is outside of your scope of what you think you can do, what you have knowledge in there are things that we must do don't get me wrong there's ways you go get your knowledge they'll say oh i don't know how to cook this when there's a thousand one recipes okay there's pictures there's youtube there's tiktok okay we're not talking about that type of stuff now if you don't know how to make spaghetti i promise you there's a thousand different uh ways to do it and all you gotta do is pick one and go for it i'm talking about I need for my bloodline to be free for the rest of the thousand generations that come after me. So what do I need to do for that? That's something that I can achieve on my own. That's something I'm going to need the, the Lord of hosts to help me with. Okay. I need for a thousand generations. That means for a thousand children, grandchildren, grandchildren, a great, 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 great times a thousand children. I need them to have a certain lifestyle because I've done what I was supposed to do here and this time. In this time frame, they will not know it was me. They will not remember great grandma Brittany. Okay. I might have, I want one of them painting, so I want a painting of me. You know how, like, back in the day, the kings and queens had painting. I want a painting. I'll, I'll sit for it. <laughs> I want a painting. And they're like, oh, this is our uh, our ancestor, Brittany. Uh, first of her name, she, she paved the way for us to have these generational blessings. And we thank her for her efforts. And now our children's children's children know these are the things that we must do to maintain our generational blessings. That's all I want is my one painting. Okay, I'm going to go get that painting. But, I, you know, what is it for you? We serve a God who could do all things. He created a humans out of dust. He created our adversary. Out of the most beautiful, precious stones. Every movement, every blink of his eye was musical and it made worship. And it worshiped God. 
He made the ugliest thing on this earth the most beautiful thing initially. Come on. Like you sit and look at the world around you. Go look at the trees. Look how the seasons are changing right now. You can go look at the sun, the stars, the moon. You can go look at the things that we as men and women have created. You can go look at children. You can go look at the flowers in the field, animals. You just sit and look at it like a dog. All right? I'm sorry. <laughs> There's some really cute dogs out here. You look at their hair. Everything about them, their eye color could be pretty. Their intelligence. You know what I'm saying? The things that they can do. God created that. That means he can take your small problem or your big problem. And he can make it turn out to exactly what it needs to be. Because I know for a fact that all things work together for good. For those who love God. And those who are called according to his purpose. Which means you got to be called according to his purpose. So those infinite possibilities are available to all of us. Just like salvation. It's free. It's already there. We're literally, everybody's literally already set up to receive the salvation that Christ has given us. We just have to go connect ourselves to that vine. And once you're connected, you're a joint heir. I know Jesus said, my father has many mansions. I know there is an inheritance that we are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible says. And as an heir with Jesus, I know there are things that's already mine. There's nothing that can stand in my way. Nothing that can slow it down. There's nothing that can even set itself up as an enemy against me or where I'm going that can last. Sometimes I think in my head or sometimes I say like, like why would you set yourself up as an enemy against me? I'm a fully realized joint heir of Jesus Christ. Me. The imperfect me. The imperfect you. Joint heirs. With Jesus. The same Jesus who was there in the beginning. In the beginning was a word. And the word was God. That's Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. He is. So when you read your Bible, you're reading Jesus. When you speak the word of God, you're speaking Jesus. Greater is he who is within me than he that is in the world. Jesus. I'm joint heirs with Jesus. Who came on the earth. Did his thing for 30 years and at 30. Started ministering to the people. And at 33 died. A horrific death. Just so I can live. Just so my kids can live. Just so you can live. Your mom, your brothers, your sisters, your uncles and uncles and them. I'm sorry, aunts and uncles and them. <laughs> you ain't got no uncles and uncles. Your aunts and uncles, cousins. So they can live. He came to fulfill the law, not to abolish the law. He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. I've been on that for some time in my life. Like Jesus said, we're supposed to have life more abundantly. And it like it's like it always comes to me when I feel low, that 
that scripture, if I feel low, like in my spirit or in my mind, <clears throat> if I feel low during that time, it's like that comes to me out of nowhere. Like Jesus said, he came so you can have life and have it more abundantly. And I look around like the prodigal son, like, why am I here? There is no reason for me to feel like this. I ain't finna go get my life more abundantly. What the world? Do you understand that your life more abundantly is literally within your reach? It's not even past your fingertips. It's like within your reach. Like, you know how you never sit too far from your remote and you just reach over and grab it? That's how far away your life more abundantly is. You got to be able to speak those things that are not as though they are. You're a child. You were made in the image and the likeness of God. The creator. Elohim. Okay, so we're going to hold that one right there. You are a joint heir with Christ Jesus, the son of God. The one who died for our sins. Performed miracles, signs and wonders. Okay, we're going to hold that right there. You have the Holy Ghost living inside of you. Who, who only speaks what he hears from the throne of grace. And you were created with a purpose and a plans. The Bible says, I know the plans I have for you and they are good and not of evil. They give you a hope in our future. What could, how, 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 how could we go wrong when we put our trust in God? You can't. Nothing's impossible for him. And all you have to do is believe. How many times did Jesus tell you to believe? If you pray and believe that you will have what you prayed for, nothing will be withheld. Nothing. You just have to believe that God is really God. The problem is y'all don't really believe that God is God. You believe God is God of X. You don't believe that God is oh, omnipresent, um, omnipotent God. Like he's everywhere at all times. You don't believe in that type of God. You believe that God is God of this Baptist church. I saw Sister Jenkins. She came out the hospital. That was all. That's all God. You believe that God. You believe that God is a God of if my bills are late and I pray that my whoever will take care of this until I get there. Like they'll give me an extension on my bill. You believe in that God. You believe in the God that you pray over your food. Lord bless this food I'm about to receive. You believe over that God. But you don't believe that God can take you exactly where you're at, exactly where all your struggles are, exactly where you be crying when you by yourself, exactly when something hurts you, exactly when people betray you, exactly when your kids ain't acting right, exactly when your boss just went off on you, exactly when that man or that woman you were dealing with broke your heart. You don't believe that that God is still God. You're not believing him for that stuff. You're believing him for short range stuff. I'm going to need you to believe in that long range, God. That the stuff that you are afraid to even dream of. All the way over there. 
like it's amazing if you can think okay i can get this let's think about it and have like oh i can afford a house that is this big like two or three bedrooms he can get you that or he can get you the one that has seven hmm okay he can get you the one with the pool that you didn't ask for he also can get you the one that has the basketball court and like the eight car garage and that's just a materialistic version of an example you also can take you where you're you're lowly and depressed and give you unimaginable joy that is not this is not sourced for something outside of you it's not someone else made you smile it's just joy that just bubbles up inside of you because of the god in you it take you from grieving to joy giving you the beauty for your ashes Y'all don't believe in that God. No, 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 no. You don't believe in the God that you was riding, catching the bus because your car broke down. Okay. You you, you don't believe that the same guy gets you um, a whole fleet of cars. I get you a, a driver, someone who drives you. No, y'all don't believe in that God. Mm-mm. You, you, believe, you don't believe in a God where you used to work at fast food. Oops, sorry. They used to work at McDonald's and you only ever worked at McDonald's, but you have so many ideas and you just don't know how to do it. You don't believe that God's going to actually bring your dreams to fruition. Nah. No, no, no. We, we, we're dealing with the, the guy you can see. But you have to understand, you cannot see God. We are better off because we can't. You can't see your air. You don't see the Wi-Fi, but you trust the Wi-Fi is going to connect to your phone when you get it. And you get mad if it ain't going fast enough. How many, you believe that them bars on your phone that comes from something that's invisible that's supposed to connect properly, right? I know you do. You believe in that. You believe in your wireless charging stronger than you believe in your God. You believe that the fumes that you let your car get down to is going to make it to the gas station stronger. And when you're under the E, like you're like, oh, I know my car. You know your car <laughs> more than you know your God. You trust your car going to make it over to foot trip under E. Then you're because now you're praying. You pray to that guy. God, just give me to the gas station. Just let me make it. Let me make it, Lord. And then now you're praying. Or you could have prayed to God. Got you with that with the Tesla, the electric car. Get you a jet or something. I'm just saying. You you you're you're limiting yourself because of your limited beliefs, and you gotta learn how to break out of your own mind. Break. Go past what you've seen. Go past. What you used to think of. Go past where you live right now. Where you're at right now. Go past it. Go past where you work right now. Like where. Like in your mind. Like this is. I feel in my heart. God wants me. To be a, a teacher of children. But travel and teach all these different kids. You know. I believe in my heart. That's what God wants me. Then why. Are you. Doing what you're doing right now. And not preparing yourself. It's not that you're stuck where you're at. It's that if God sends you there, are you ready? 
Are you going to be able to do what you're saying you want to do? If you're supposed to be teaching me a traveling teacher and go give certain things to children who need it, what have you done to learn? Do you have any lesson plans? Do you have any worksheets? Have you been uh, studying and researching what's going on with this particular type of child that you said you want to service? No. You're still upset at your maintenance in Macy's. Do what you're supposed to do. God could take you from being the maintenance as Macy's at Macy's to being a traveling teacher for giving you like a whole platform that everyone has to learn from your curriculum. They could put your curriculum in schools and have other teachers be trained on what you know. And so now other teachers get certified in your training and they have a certification that could put letters at the end of their name because of what you've created. It's out there. It's out there. How far I say it was, it's in your reach. Just like what? I bet your remote and your cell phone is within your reach right now. Is it not? That's how close your abundant life is. That's how close those impossibilities you think they are. That's how close they are because they're actually possibilities. They're really possibilities. How do you turn your impossibilities into possibilities? Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. You have to trust God to be God. You have to allow God to be God in your life. You have to allow God to be God. Not only be God when you want him to be God because you got it up until you don't. And now you want God to be God. No, no, no. I can figure it out. No, no. I can do it. I can figure it out. Okay, sis. Go ahead. Figure it out. You got it. And that's what God said. You got it. Go ahead. And he's looking at you. Not figuring it out. Or what you could have done. is like, God, I'm going to let you fit whatever you want. I commit my day to you. Commit my life to you. Let your will be done. Not my will, but your will. That not by my might, not by my power, but by your spirit. Let it be done. Every day. Every day. If I'm going to say one thing, I'm going to keep saying you have to die to yourself every day. Die to yourself daily. That's the only way that you really let God be God. If you just let go. Now, I, that me, that let go and let God. Now take a moment imagine being you. Who you are right now, what you're going through right now, the obstacles you have, what your bank accounts look like, what kind of vehicle you're driving, if you are, how much food you got in your house, if you got clothes for your kids or for yourself, if your relative has money to get their medicine, if all y'all living in like a, a extended stay, you don't even got a house. Wherever you're at right now, how that feels, if it hurts, if it's horrible, if it's unbearable, if you're trying to climb out of your own skin right now, whatever has happened, all of that, cast your cares onto the Lord. Think of them. Think of all of them. Every single care, every single thing, every single problem. 
every single obstacle, every single mountain, no matter how big, how small. I don't care if you don't know if you get, if your pack of gum, you lost it. You're trying to find your pack of gum. I don't care how big it is. I don't care if you've just found a lump somewhere it ain't supposed to be. I don't care how big, how small it is. Cast your cares onto the Lord. Trust me. Trust me when I say this. He cares for you. Cast them onto the Lord. You got to give it over to God. Cast your cares onto the Lord. Okay. Now, after you gave God all your cares, you know, you want to go through my, uh, thank you, Lord, for your day. Go through some prayer. Thank God. Give thanks. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Okay. Enter the gates with thanksgiving. Repent. Okay. Repent for anything you could have been doing. Sins that you know you've done, sins that you don't know you've done. Go ahead, ask forgiveness for all of it. Okay? Go boldly to the throne room of grace. Alright? Do all that. God, I'm committing everything to you. Because once I give it to you, I know you can make things that's impossible possible for me. Things I didn't even know I was supposed to have, you're giving it to me. Places I didn't know I was supposed to be going, you're bringing me there. Whatever I need to do, Lord God, begin to show me. Begin to send the people into me, Lord God, my destiny helper. Send them my way. Send them so I can, so they can help me get to where I need to go. And Lord God, whoever I am a destiny helper to, send me to them. Send them my way. Let me help somebody get to where they need to go. Because we're all in this together. Okay? You got to beseech the Lord. Talk to him. Read the Bible because he speaks back in the word of God. Okay? He talks back to you through his word. That we already discussed is Jesus. Okay? We already discussed it. Cast your cares onto the Lord. Repent. Renounce. Replace it with the word of God. Then you start dealing with your your impossibilities. God, this thing seems impossible for me, for me to do. It seems impossible for me to build this organization from the ground up. It seems impossible for me to steward these children you have given me. It seems impossible for me to be a good husband, a good wife. Uh, when I feel this way about myself, show me, Lord, how I'm supposed to do this. Show me what I'm supposed to do. Teach me what I'm supposed to do. And then you will look up again and already be where you're supposed to be. There was a time in my life where I was just so frustrated and stressed and sad and depressed. And I kept telling myself, it's like, I know there is a light at the end of this tunnel. And if I could just hold on, it's like a full blown storm, hurricane, just blowish. I am not an eye in the storm. Okay. <laughs> I was not right there. This is blowish. In my head, I feel like in my health, my bills, uh, everything was just blowing. Middle of separation. You don't know if I broke my kids forever. I don't know if I did what I was supposed to do. I feel like I sinned against God because I'm no longer with this person. I shouldn't have done it. I, so many things was going on in my head. 
so many things. It was awful, horrible, stressful. There's so many emotions, so many things that goes on during that time. And I know, I said, there is a feeling attached to where I'm trying to get to. There is a place that I am going to get to if I just hold on and let God be God. Like, God, you're going to get me there. I wasn't nowhere near this level of, I feel like I trust God more even now than I did then. Okay. I don't know, maybe because he showed himself to me during that time. All I know is I kept saying it. And I promise you, I feel like I was in this storm for a long time until all of a sudden I looked up and there's no storm. And I'm there. I didn't know I was there. I didn't know I was coming out. There was no easing off of the storm. You know how storms start to slow down and then they're gone? No, I feel like I was in full-blown storm. And then all of a sudden I look up, there's it's gone like oh my goodness when did I get here how did I get here and you, you try to you, then you try to calculate it I try to calculate so at what point did it all get better like was it getting better this whole time it's like it's, 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 you can't figure it out how you got there that's the grace of God you gotta let God's grace and mercy cover you that was the grace of God because I don't know how I got there so all of a sudden I'm happy happy me <laughs> happy on the inside not pretending to be happy because one thing I could do is pretend to be happy for other people's amusement because I most definitely didn't feel like trying to talk about my personal problems with them so what you do when you're at work and around people you smile you know that, that smiling yeah hi how are you oh no I'm great how's your day it's fantastic it's wonderful I used like I used to say that because it's, it wasn't and so those are my words. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Right? I'm fantastic. Because why am I going to sit here and talk to you about my problems? I won't even like you. I'm not talking to you about my problems. So when you ask me, I'm fantastic. Oh, I'm wonderful. Just wonderful. Not sarcastically either. I'm not saying, oh, yeah, you know, I'm wonderful. Uh, nope. I'm saying, how are you, Brittany? Wonderful. Fantastic. I had a boss one time that goes, he goes, I love that you say that because I don't know if you're actually fantastic or not, but you say it every day. Like I, I know because even if I'm not, I got to be, even if on the inside, I have to be fantastic on the outside. Not just because me being broken on the outside is not going to help nobody. It's going to break somebody else. What, happen, what, I, what happens on the outside breaks somebody else. So. If somebody's looking at me, because you don't realize who's watching you. If somebody's looking at me for strength, but I'm acting broken on the outside too, they're going to break. Because whatever they, you don't know, you're stronger than, you're stronger than somebody, right? And somebody's stronger than you. And so the person who's weaker than you is watching you. So you got to do, you got to perform, okay? You got to perform. You got to do what you're supposed to do because I promise you someone's watching you trying to be strong too. And then next thing you know, you're there. All right. Next thing they know, they're there. It's a cycle. We all, we have so many people connected to us that you don't even know it's connected to you. Like I didn't know, you know, this like people, like someone from a distance is watching me smile and greet everyone. All right. 
You don't realize that person's watching you. You don't realize that that person is, has been monitoring you to see, you know, oh, she's always happy or, or whatever, or vice versa. If that person's watching you and from a distance, you're like terrorizing people. <laughs> so let's not do that either. But you'll look up and you're there. Why? Because you cast your cares to the Lord and you trusted God to be God. That's when I decided to say, you know what, God, I'm going to have to do this with you because on my own, I will stay in the storm. Because we are creative people. Inside of our heads is this whole infinite place. And you can create a storm in your mind and keep it there and you can never grow. You can never get anywhere. You can stay stuck. And it's only in your mind. And what's up happening is that you can stay stuck in your mind and you can dig these roots down and you never leave your physical place. You never leave that space you say you don't want to be in no how, but you've already trapped yourself in your mind that you're never going to get to where you're trying to go to. So you won't. Because as a man thinks, so he is. Like you're stuck. How you get unstuck? Cast your cares on the Lord and let him be God. And then when you're doing that, you got to start beginning to trust the God in you. Trust the God in you. Because greater is he who is within me than he who is in the world. How do you know how much God is in you? You got to read the Bible to figure out how much is in you. Got to. You got to put up your big girl draws, pull up your big boy draws, and get the reading. You read all them TikToks, you read all them memes on Instagram, but you ain't trying to read the Bible. And them same people who throwing up that stuff on internets for you to look at is you either A, watch somebody be successful while you're not successful and not putting in no work, or you're B, watch somebody who has a fake life on social media and they ain't put up no work. They just know how to finagle you, okay? Or you're C, watching all your grandparents put up these memes about Jesus, whichever one it is. <laughs> whichever one it is, okay? When Facebook took the EDU thing off, it's been havoc ever since, okay? That's for my old heads. Only y'all know about that. Okay, only people from the beginnings of Facebook knows what I'm talking about. But now I want to take a moment to pray and speak the word of God over you as you begin to allow the God of infinite possibilities to make the things that are impossible in your life possible. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly over all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Therefore humble yourselves, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. I want to thank you for joining me today and tuning into another episode of Be Well With Be. If this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, comment, rate, and review the podcast. Your feedback will mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at be well underscore with B. Until next time, I appreciate you for spending time with me on this journey to complete wellness. See you in the next episode. Music